Welcome to The Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning. Our topic, Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital, celebrating 95 years in our community. And our guest is Gordon Ferguson. He's the president and CEO of Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford. Uh, Glad to have you here. Thanks, Mike. Good to be here. So the 95th anniversary, um, been in the community 95 years. That means you're an institution and you're celebrating it this month. And I'd like to talk a little bit about the, the history and the origins of the hospital to begin with. How did it all get started? We have been, uh, as you mentioned, serving the area 95 years. Actually, the official date that the original hospital opened was May 2nd. So uh, we've got a number of things planned around that date, and then we'll be doing things throughout the, the balance of the year. Uh, the hospital actually was started through a grant from the Commonwealth Fund of New York. Uh, it was part of a health demonstration project, uh, really focused originally on uh, the pediatric population, but as more study was done, it became uh, readily um, clear that this community was at that point where it needed its own hospital. Up until that that time, uh, surgeries were performed in people's homes and doctors were making visits to, to the home setting. And so there was a uh, lot of uh, letter writing and campaigning for the funds from the, the Commonwealth uh, group to invest that money here. and that actual amount that was given was $162,000. The hospital was a two-story facility uh, located uh, Bell Street and University. And um, as many people know, that building was actually used for patient care all the way up until the time that we moved to the new location on Medical Center Parkway. And we do have a photo of that from the Nashville banner. yeah, it's a lot has changed from that time in 1927 to what you have today. It has um, just uh, the looking back at the pictures and uh, just the medical equipment that you can see, the beds, the uh, instruments that were used. It's just a, a, a very different time. But uh, interestingly, at the uh, first baby that was born uh, was uh, in May 22nd, and uh, Mary Alice Robinson uh, Richmond um, was the first baby born at the hospital. And, and some people know Marcy Richmond, uh, that, that happened to be uh, Marcy's mother. Oh. And um, I think uh, a few other things that, that we've read is that um, Patients uh, came primarily from Murfreesboro, but in the first few months that the hospital opened, they were already seeing patients coming in uh, from Woodbury, Lynchburg, Manchester. I think that always there was one that actually came from Jasper, Alabama. So it's just interesting when you look back and, and see uh, our beginnings. And there was a tremendous amount of excitement around uh, the opening of the hospital, local businessman Simeon Christie uh, actually was the person who 
served as the hospital's first board chairman. And the day that the hospital opened was de designated as Sim Christie Day. Uh, and interestingly, uh, he was the grandfather of Betty Loveless, who was a long-term associate of ours at the hospital. Betty was a social worker. And so it's neat that um, we can hear Betty's uh, memories of, of the days that uh, she was around and uh, the fact that her grandfather has played a key role in, in the opening of the hospital. I know you mentioned the Commonwealth Fund of New York and the perception that one might have or a question one might have is whether that was an organization seeing the need for a hospital in a rural area like Tennessee, which probably, yes. you know, didn't have a whole lot of wherewithal, Correct. or was it just a group of businessmen like you might see today and hey we can invest in that and make money it was probably more of the the first it was it was that uh, there was a, a, a focus on bringing health care to rural areas uh, and particularly in areas where I think there was just a lot of um, uh, illnesses that were related to the, the pediatric population I know that kind of got a clinic started first, and then when they saw the success of the clinic, that's when they said, well, do we not now need a hospital? And uh, in our book that we uh, came out with when we moved to the new hospital, A Time to Build Up, uh, there's, there's great uh, illustrations there of, uh, again, letters that were written uh, by local residents uh, trying to convince the Commonwealth Fund that this was the, the place that they needed to uh, uh, invest this as a, as a grant. And I forget how many other areas were involved in that, but uh, fortunately Murfreesboro and Rutherford County were the, the recipients of that grant. And of course, childbirth, infant mortality, that area of health has always been a concern. It was probably even much greater of a problem then than it is Correct. now, but even today, I think uh, Rutherford St. Thomas is, is investing in a program with that regard. Right. right. Yeah, we, we see our uh, obligation there as, as being very critical just for the overall uh, well-being of our, our community. In addition to the 1927 photo, there are some other photos in there that are kind of remarkable. There's a group of nurses that you can tell were from back probably in the 20s or 30s. Uh, I, there might even be a surgery too from from quite some time ago, and a lot has changed. Yes, yes. I I sometimes tease our our nurses that we're going to to require them to to start wearing the caps that that you would see. And uh, I know when we moved to the new facility, we we did and uh, come out with a, a new dress code policy that uh, brought white back uh, to the uniform, and and that was received. Uh, differently by some of our staff but yeah just the the uniforms that you see and again some of the equipment very very different than what we have today after so many years in that particular older building that looked somewhat residential um, a decision was made to establish uh, a much needed larger hospital that's on medical center mm. boulevard and uh, we're all benefiting from that here in the community what was the decision-making like? How, why did leadership decide to do that? You know, it was a time when I had just recently joined the administrative staff of the hospital in 1998, 
Uh, and at that point, uh, we had the Bell Street building was just uh, beginning uh, under construction. And there was a plan to add uh, a floor to the um, original, not the original wing, but one of the wings of the hospital, and then uh, go back and make the rooms where you would take one room um, or take two rooms and make it one room because the rooms were just so small. And so at the end of the day, after you had done all that, I think you had gained less than 10 beds. And that's when we started thinking, is this really going to be feasible for the long-term needs of this growing community? Because at that location, we had the cemetery on one side, uh, historical district on another side. So we really did not have the the ability to expand in place there. And that's when we started looking around and uh, at different options. We, we saw that the uh, city had actually bought property in that area uh, for a uh, proposed conference center. And when that did not happen, then that's when we started having discussions with the city of Murfreesboro about the possibility of us acquiring that land uh, but that it would be con conditioned on having the infrastructure and then also uh, the states uh, needing to put in a new intersection, uh, which we now know as, as Medical Center Parkway. So it, it was a, a fairly long process that we took to, to study that uh, and really, uh, you know, where was the right location? And I'll, I'll always remember that we were advised by several people that uh, wherever you build you need to have it on the east side of I-24 because that's where the population is and now uh, what some uh, 20 years later you've got the um, growth that we're seeing now out on the west side in the Blackman uh, and the West Lawn areas. It's almost balanced itself out or it's approaching that. Correct. On both sides of the yes. interstate. Yeah. Do you recall or can you estimate about how many beds there were at the hospital when you started and then how many there are now? When I started, the, the hospital was licensed for 286 beds. However, because of needing to take more space in that facility for outpatient services, uh, the most we could get in that facility was about 215 uh, patients. Uh, you compare that today to where we now uh, are licensed and operate 358 beds uh, with plans to increase that to uh, just over 400 beds in the next couple of years. A year ago you were on this program and we discussed a number of uh, new projects that uh, you're investing in and I'd like to kind of go over some of those new projects at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford and where they are now. And we can begin with, um, at the time we were talking about a certificate for um, construction of approval for the cardiac surgery center. Um, where is that at today? We um, currently um, are doing a lot of training of our staff to get ready for doing open heart surgery. Uh, we've got verbal commitment from a cardiovascular surgeon. Uh, I don't see any issue in that being finalized in the next uh, couple of months. 
uh, we're actually recruiting for two CV surgeons. So we've got a second surgeon that will be coming in for uh, a site visit. Uh, in terms of facilities, we have the facilities in place. We, when we designed the hospital, we uh, anticipated that at one point we may be doing CV surgery. So we've, we've got the operating suites to, to complete that procedure. And then uh, we've also got an uh, anesthesiologist that specializes with open, in open heart surgery cases. So right now we're still looking at the first quarter of 2023 to start that program. Why did the hospital see the need to do that? Basically, we were keeping track of the number of cases that we were doing um, at our facilities in Nashville. And when we looked at the criteria that is set out in the regulations for certificate of need, uh, we felt very comfortable that we would um, uh, meet that criteria in terms of the volume. We've, we've got a very strong cardiology program in place today in terms of our uh, cath lab and the interventional procedures that we're currently doing. And that's often a, a, a trigger uh, for this next step, we actually do the, the open heart procedure. But uh, in all honesty, it, it's really going to be very much uh, more convenient for our, our patients where right now it's a procedure that they have to drive mostly to Nashville to, to have. And we just feel with the growth of our area that we um, uh, are at that point where this, this program is justified. And you've also committed to a new neighborhood hospital on that west side of the interstate that we discussed. I Correct. think it's along Veterans. What's the status of that project? The uh, West Lawn Neighborhood Hospital is uh, uh, under construction now. In fact, uh, just this week we started with uh, erecting the steel for that project. It's a two-story building. The first level is the the my, the neighborhood hospital eight beds, and then uh, an eight treatment room, emergency room. It will be supported by uh, lab and imaging. And then on the second floor, it's our plan to have space for primary care uh, physicians and a clinic there. So we're, we're very excited about the, the progress. This will be the first of its kind in the state of Tennessee. So we're we're having to jump through a, a few extra hoops just because we're doing something new and innovative. But we, um, we are working diligently. We have meetings each month just to make sure we're, we're keeping everything on, on schedule. We are originally hoped to be open at the end of this year, but due to some of the supply chain issues that we're running up against, uh, we're probably now looking at a February 2023 date for completion. When you say it's first of its kind, what do you mean by that? In the uh, state licensure regulations, um, there is uh, your, just your standard regulations for your acute care hospitals. Uh, in our case, this hospital is actually going to be operated as a uh, extension and satellite of uh, Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford. So it's, um, there are smaller hospitals in the rural parts of our state, uh, but this one is uh, considered just a, 
a uh, department of uh, Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford. The other thing that I wanted to discuss with you, and I didn't know this until I guess I was starting to do a little research on it, but uh, you're dedicating a helicopter to Correct. care here. Several, uh, I guess a few months ago, we had our uh, ribbon cutting, I guess you could say, of, of our new branded Ascension St. Thomas helicopter. Um, again, this is very much connected to our efforts around trauma and um, CV surgery where uh, there are times when getting to the, the hospital as quickly as possible is, is critical to one's survival rate. And so we um, eventually will have the helicopter physically located near uh, the hospital is our goal. Uh, currently it's based uh, in Smyrna, but uh, we are excited to have that uh, additional um, uh, air transport uh, at our uh, readily available for us. So you're saying near the hospital, so is there some decision making or some procedures you have to go through in order to either have it at Ascension St. Thomas or at the airport or wherever you're going to have it? Correct, yes. And on, we really would like to have it close to the, the hospital just for convenience sake. Is it possible or would it be possible to operate it off the top of your building or is that even out of the question? It's not out of the question, and in fact, uh, an expansion that we've got currently underway, uh, there was originally an option to put the helipad on the roof of the hospital, but uh, after further study, we determined that we were going to be able to, to complete our expansion but leave the uh, helipad in ex existing location. And it's called Stat Flight? called stat flight yes. all right that's exciting to see that uh, progress made and then there's also the trauma program that we wanted to discuss yes that that is a big lift for us uh, it's taking us a lot of time to get all the pieces into place there's a lot of uh, regulations and requirements that we have to meet in terms of having the uh, surgical specialties available uh, we do have our trauma surgeons in place we've got uh, new uh, neurosurgeons that have relocated to this area. We've got new vascular surgeons. We've got new ortho trauma surgeons. Uh, we've just got a few more gaps that we're trying to, to fill there. And then uh, there's a process that you need to go through with the state uh, where they come in and do an initial review. And you've actually got to be um, in operation for 12 months uh, before they come back and uh, formally designate you, in our case, a, a level two trauma program. It would appear that Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford has a lot of balls in the air. I mean, you're doing multiple projects all at the same time. That's got to be a challenge. It is, and uh, fortunately, we've got a lot of resources available through Ascension St. Thomas and Ascension. Uh, you know, what I think has made it even more complicated is the fact that we've been working through the COVID pandemic for the last two years. Uh, fortunately, we've seen a marked uh, reduction in the number of COVID patients in our hospital, but we knew that we, we had to keep planning for the future and certainly have got a lot of emphasis on these higher acuity uh, healthcare services that, that really uh, an area like Murfreesboro or Rutherford County really uh, warrants the need to have that locally. In addition to celebrating the 95th anniversary of the hospital, the uh, Stroke Awareness Month is in May as well, and I guess there's some intervention that you're doing for that? 
Yes, for a good number of months, we've been planning for what's called a thrombectomy procedure, uh, where uh, we've got our interventional radiologists who can actually do amazing things, removing clots uh, that are, are causing a stroke. And uh, when done correctly, uh, the results are truly amazing. We actually did our first case uh, just last week, and um, there was a a good outcome there, and we're uh, expecting that we'll see more of those patients uh, in the future. So as you reflect on all of this in the past 10 years, moving from one location to another, establishing a much larger facility, what are you most proud of? You know, there's there's a lot of things that um, our team has been able to accomplish, and I think uh, one is just being able to, to keep up with the demand for services and do it in such a way that it's uh, very much congruent with our mission and our, our values. I know that there was a big investment made by Ascension when we built the hospital uh, back in 2010, um, but even since then, we've been able to make uh, several additions, uh, whether it's in our imaging area or emergency room. Um, we're very excited about the uh, fact that we'll be having a parking garage uh, we're in the design phase of that right now. And, and certainly the, the building is one thing, but I think more importantly is just the fact that we've got a uh, hospital where uh, we've got a very compassionate and, and caring staff. We're not perfect, but uh, there are countless uh, examples I could provide of individuals that have come to our facility seeking care uh, whether it's in the emergency room or coming in for surgery, having a baby, um, that they are coming in and feeling very much supported and taken care of in a professional way. Uh, again, we're not perfect. We're always looking for room for improvement. But I think just being able to uh, keep up with the growth of our community and, again, uh, have the support to provide these uh, more advanced services. I'm sure many people who are either listening to this podcast or watching uh, via YouTube or City TV would would be able to share some of their own experiences, either personally or with their family, where they benefited from that. Obviously, yeah. um, so you've done this for for quite some time now. Um, it's got to be something personally gratifying and kind of a calling for you. Yes, I. Um, in fact, it's interesting you should use that that word calling. Uh, we've shared a book with our leadership that is all about being called to healthcare because, uh, again, going back to the uh, COVID pandemic and what we've been through, it, it's been very challenging for all of our staff. Uh, in my case, um, I, I knew fairly early on that I would like to do something in healthcare. I, uh, when I was going to college, I worked part-time as a orderly at one of the hospitals in Knoxville, and I thought, how do I put that together with majoring in business? And um, I was growing up, my dad was a, a Presbyterian minister. I'd go to the hospital when he was visiting and just hang out in the lobby. And um, I've always just been fascinated by all the parts and pieces that it takes to make a hospital run well. And uh, your day is just always filled with different challenges and uh, yet you're feeling that you're making a contribution to 
the community and making a difference in our patients' lives. Because even though it's caring for people when there are most need, it is a business. I mean, you still have to be a business in order to operate effectively. Correct, correct. And even though we are a not-for-profit organization, uh, if we don't make a, a margin, uh, then we're not going to be able to invest those proceeds back into the facility for new equipment, uh, for expansions, and things like that. So as Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford celebrates its 95th year, 95th birthday, I guess, um, how did you celebrate it? We have got several things planned. Uh, we just had a, a reception on May 2nd uh, in the courtyard of the hospital where we uh, really paused to look back and express our appreciation to those that were involved in the beginnings of the hospital. Uh, I've got our, our boards are invited to that, our staff, our uh, medical staff. Uh, I think one thing that's going to be very well accepted by our associates is the fact that they get a special 95th anniversary t-shirt. Um, and then we're going to be displaying additional photographs reflecting the history of our hospital and um, just make sure that we, as excited as we are about where we are today and where we're going, that we don't forget uh, the hard work that was put into to getting the hospital uh, started and developed over the years. Uh, so over that month uh, of May, is there any way that uh, the public can either see something online or participate at the hospital? What, how can they get involved if they want to learn more? We are still putting some things uh, together. Um, certainly, when individuals come into the hospital, we've got the display of our history down one of the main hallways. And uh, we've not too many days uh, where you don't see somebody that walking uh, and pausing uh, to look at that uh, history that we've got displayed. Um, but I think we'll be uh, certainly having other communications about some of the things we're doing to, to recognize it. And honestly, we've already started thinking about uh, our uh, 100th anniversary that will certainly be a huge milestone in our history. It used to be there was a time when you know, this hospital, as it grew up over there at the other location and then here, was pretty much the only hospital in town. But as the community grows and, and becomes larger, there are more and more investments. There are urgent care facilities almost in every neighborhood. Um, competitors are coming in. Uh, and I'm just curious as to how you saw that, the growth over on veterans uh, in the community. I mean, is it beneficial for everyone to have better health care? I mean, that seems obvious. Yes, I think in this day and age, there's a lot of emphasis on uh, easy access to, to care, to uh, grocery shopping, you, you name it. And uh, we have seen a proliferation of the urgent cares, uh, uh, Ascension St. Thomas. We've got our own network of urgent care facilities. In terms of the West Lawn location on Veterans Parkway, we see it as actually creating a, a small medical campus with some of our other partners uh, in the community, uh, Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance. Uh, they already have a building well under construction uh, that they'll be locating uh, their offices uh, uh, on, in that building. And then Murfreesboro Medical Clinic uh, recently broke ground on uh, another building that will be a satellite of their main uh, campus. And then you've got the West Lawn uh, Neighborhood Hospital. So 
when you look at that area, again, there's a Publix that's being constructed just next door to us, and uh, the kind of the western bypass of Murfreesboro, uh, we, we feel that's a, a good location to be in. And at this neighborhood hospital is the right uh, type of facility to be at that location. Uh, just a few months ago, we opened up another ambulatory surgery center on New Salem Highway, and uh, that is uh, already uh, showing signs of uh, the fact that we believe that there was a need there. It's being uh, affirmed. Gordon, thanks for being with us. Well, thank you, Mike. It's been a pleasure to give an update of, of where we are, and uh, just want to thank this uh, community for the support that they've provided to our hospital over the years. And happy birthday to Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You've been listening to, to the podcast here on The Insider. If you have more information that you're looking for on Ascension St. Thomas, visit ascension.org or call 615-396-4100. We've been highlighting Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital and originating this podcast from City Hall. Thanks for listening to The Insider via Podbeam, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music Audible. You can also watch The Insider on YouTube. Our producer is Michael Nevels. For more information on the very fast-growing city of Murfreesboro, you can visit our website at www.murfreesboro.tn.gov. The Insider is the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning. Thanks for joining us.